Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, Vince? What's, how are you, man? What's going on, Nick? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good. Just, just uh, tilting some Champions League right now. That's all. Yeah, uh, you, your, your love for soccer amazes me, and how you just continue to cash in that sport blows my mind. But yeah, good uh, for you though. You're cashing. <laughs> hopefully, I can cash today. Um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna be reviewing week three of the NFL. Yes, you you can hear me good, right? I'm using a different. Oh, mic perfect. This time. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, um, perfect. We're reviewing week three of the NFL season here. Our uh, DFS and uh, yeah, it's it's moving on along, man. Uh, yeah, three week three already. Um, we've had some interesting things going on, and uh, the Miami, you know, the, all we know is the Miami Dolphins will never <laughs> yeah. cover. Okay, I, I, I showed you, I showed you my notes, and um, it literally for that game, I can't wait to talk about it. I do have some value plays in that game though, but we'll get to that. So yeah, so. So why don't we just start off? We're talking to the uh, thirteen. There's thirteen games this weekend uh, on the main slate. And uh, yep. first of all, so the first game I got on DraftKings is the, I believe it's the Cincinnati at Buffalo game. Complete barn yep. burner here. It's gonna be a fun yeah, one. Yeah, real, real riveting game. Um, so let me just get us the over under in this one real quick, and then uh, yep. we can talk about it. Uh, so yeah, yep. I got it right here. Uh, right now, the current er, over under in this game is forty four points. The one up half. Uh, spread here is the Bills are favored by five points, and they are in Buffalo, which is uh, interesting yep. here. Which intrigues me. Uh, so we got you know Vince take it away with the players. I'll uh, starting off the QB here. You got Josh Allen and Andy Dalton, and then talk about your running back, wide receiver, tight end, and then I'll I'll give my final thoughts on the game, and then we'll move on. Yeah, sounds good. All right, yeah. So I am uh, primarily on the FanDuel side of things. Um, and uh, Cincinnati isn't really that good of a defense. They don't scare me too much. What they really lack in is the running back spot. So we're going to be attacking there. But Josh Allen, why not stick to the well? His price hasn't gone up. He's still at 7,500. Um, Josh Allen could easily have a game like he did last week. You know, two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown is, is, is well in the realm of possibilities. I'm not playing Andy Dalton this week, um, even though at one point he was leading the league in passing yards. But, you know, I just – I don't care about the Red Rocket too much. It's not really interesting. It's not, It doesn't intrigue me that much. Um, but there is a nice value play at running back I have. Like I said, Cincinnati is the worst rushing defense in football right now, giving up a lot of fantasy points to them. And Singletary is questionable for this game. So the immortal one, Frank Gort, 5,700. Um, he intrigues me really well. He's going to get volume. And I think Cincinnati will let up a big game on the ground. Like I said, six-point home favorites is where we really want to attack when it comes to running back. Um, Cincinnati is, is 16th against the wide receiver. Uh, John Brown, who has accumulated 18 targets over the last two games. At 5,900, he could be a very, very good play. Um, obviously, if you're playing Josh Allen, I recommend pairing him with John Brown. Um, he's kind of the go-to for him. And like I said, a Josh Allen, 7,500 with rushing upside, you know, it's he, he, you have to play him pretty much in some of your lineups. And next week he goes to New England, and that's when his price will skyrocket, and then nobody's going to play him. So I want I want to stay in the well here. Um, and then on the other side, um, you know Buffalo does have a really good defense, but Cincinnati's going to have to throw the ball. Um, John Ross at sixty seven hundred and Tyler Boyd at, at, at sixty six hundred. I mean, if if you want volume, you got it. Tyler Boyd has has exceeded twenty targets in the first two games, uh, ten and then eleven. And uh, he, he is his favorite option. He got robbed of a touchdown last week, which is bullshit. But 
alas, Tyler Boyd collects a lot of targets. Um, and John Ross is a burner, and I think he could – those two could easily have a really good game. But like I said, I'm not really sticking towards Cincinnati's side too much. They don't intrigue me. Mixon is coming off injury. Giovanni Bernard, I don't know how many touches he's going to get. But, uh, yeah, I really like the Buffalo side here. I like Frank Gore. And if Singletary plays, I doubt he'll see much work anyways. But, yeah, Frank Gore, John Brown, Josh Allen are, are all are all plays I enjoy. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Uh, definitely. I, I just don't know who to pair – with uh, Josh Allen, but this mm-hmm. week I think we're going to have a fun one because our friend Corey here is going to love this one. We got oh. the revenge narrative here. Oh, really? Tyler Croft is so – he's will practice without any limitations Wednesday, and he's expected to be cleared to play week three. And Tyler Eifert, you mean? Croft, Tyler Croft. No, Tyler Croft oh. from Buffalo. And he's oh. wearing a Cincinnati Bengals jersey. In his picture on DraftKings. Oh. So oh, you've wow. got I revenge like narrative. He's <laughs> over 2,700. You pair him with John Brown <laughs> and Josh Allen. There you go. <laughs> there you but, go. You uh, got it. You have the you, – you got it. That's the nuts right yeah, there. I, I, like, you know, just to thank me later when it goes off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> awesome. Uh, awesome. Buffalo. Is, I'm going to be – I like Buffalo. Cincinnati is one of the worst team in the league. Uh, I think yeah. we see that. Uh, you know, I saw some people touting them their money line last week. Uh, guys, stop betting with the uh, the bad teams. Just I don't care what the <laughs> spread is. Just stop. Just stop. Those teams aren't covering, just, guys. Like, stop. Just, just stop. <laughs> the teams aren't covering. Um, so, I, like I said, Boyd, just a pure volume play. Yeah, I mean, uh, in cash game, you really can't go wrong with him at sixty six hundred. I think he's he's perfect on Fanduel. Yeah, Dra- DraftKings is a little too expensive. I think sixty five hundred. Yeah, you're gonna find two. Yeah, that's you're gonna find better value somewhere else. But yeah, um, yeah. So that, I don't got much more. This this is not really a game that really yeah, intrigues me outside a, of yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, I, I I will get some exposure to Frank or a ton of it actually. Probably like I said, the volumes there. Um, I believe he had 20 touches in last week's game, and um, it, it, last week they played the New York Giants, and it was just a, it was just a, it was just a round robin ass kicking. Yeah. So I, I like Frank Gore a lot. Yeah. All right. So next up, you got your favorite game, um, Miami at Dallas. The total yeah. is 47 and a half. <laughs> Cowboys are 34.5 in play total, and the spread is 21, 21. and a half. Yes. Yeah. Um. I'm not going to spend too much time on this game. Um, I Like I said, I, I Snapchat and Nick and said, um, Miami, on the Miami side, I said, I'm good. Don't really want to play anybody. And then on Dallas, I just wrote everyone. Um, obviously, Zeke at 8,800, he, he's just going to be disgusting chalk, but I feel like you have to play him. Um, and But there are some value plays I do like from the Dallas side. Um, if you have been paying attention, Michael Gallup is set to mix, miss two to four weeks. And a receiver that uh, has stepped up last week, and in practice, I've heard uh, Devin Smith at 5,200 caught a 70-yard touchdown, um, or finished with 76 yards in the touchdown. I could see him getting the volume here um, against, like I said, just, just such a terrible, terrible defense. Um, and then Cedric Wilson is a man we've called up from our practice squad at 4,500. I could see him sharing the snaps with Devin Smith. They're they're very far stretch GPP plays. And then uh, Blake Jarwin at 4,500 tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, I can see him. I can see him being out there trying to spread the spread spread the field a little too much. Uh, spread the field a, a lot. Uh, Jason Witten's not exactly you know your most athletic tight end, but Blake Jarwin is. They say he's one of the most athletic guys on the team. Um, but other than that, I roll out your Dallas and you know send Miami back to the couch because that that's all. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm just not like, like I said. This is like Cincinnati. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I tried touching Miami a little bit last week. I touched them with a stick. Uh, I tried yeah. playing Devontae Parker, or right? Yeah, Devontae Parker. Yeah, right? Devontae Parker, but he had a catch, right? Oh no, he almost had a catch. He was like eighty yards. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not touching this. Yeah. Um I like Dallas. Obviously, I like Zeke. I like. The, the Valley wide receivers. I don't see myself playing much Dak, but maybe I will. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, like it just at that point on 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 um on Fanduel, I believe he's seventy eight hundred or eighty. Actually, no, he's he's in the eight thousands. But I just higher than that are Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I just like I obviously I have to get my exposure there, but and obviously the Dallas defense at five thousand. If you just want to go ahead and scroll all the way down and hit either New England and Dallas defense, go right ahead. But I do have two very good defensive values this week so stay tuned for those and uh i think you guys will enjoy those to be honest yeah um uh, he's dak is the fourth most expensive quarterback on this uh on draft on drafting so yeah I'm i think he's not, the third most expensive on FanDuel. So. i don't know i think there's better spots with like you know you got green rogers who's a little bit cheaper and, um, yeah we'll, we'll and, get to and, it later yeah but, and that's where that actually is the next game that's the next game here we got yeah uh is it in denver or green bay no it is in, it is in lambeau field it is okay, that is well, uh Denver is traveling to Green Bay. So this is the wow. This is the lowest implied total. If I'm seeing this right, I believe uh, so. Yeah, it's at forty two and a half. The the uh, Patriots, the uh, Packers are eight point favorites at home to the Broncos. Yep. Kind of surprising. I'm not high on the Broncos this year. I think they were once no. again one of the worst teams in the league. Um, yeah. But what are your thoughts on Rodgers here? Um, actually, I put a star next to this game. I love Aaron Rodgers this week. Um, I, I think this is, I think this is the spot where he has an Aaron Rodgers S game on paper, Denver's defense, um, in terms of giving up points, they're 29th to the quarterback, 14th to the running back, 27th to the wide receiver and 15th to the tight end. Those numbers are probably going to scare people. And Rodgers is in a very middling spot. I believe he is at 7,900 on, um, FanDuel. Yes, he is at 7,900. And it's like at that point, just pay up or just pay a little bit farther down. So I like that low ownership I think he can go at because he's in that middling package and you don't want to pair him with him. Um, but yeah, I think this is that week where Rogers kind of just goes, Hey, and Matt LaFleur and him and him and Rogers connect. And it's just, I, I could see a Rogers esque week here. Um, and then at the running back position, that's Denver's weakness, really the, the weakest on paper. And I, I was so high on Aaron Jones last night um, with 23 touches coming into this game, uh, 23 carries. But I saw a tweet where it said that Matt LaFleur came out and said that we're going to share snaps pretty much, that uh, Jamal Williams, that they're going to be on the equal snap count. Um, Aaron Jones at 6,400 and Jamal Williams at 5,100. I don't know if you can roll these guys out now with what they said. Obviously, coaches lie. Sean McVay came out and said Todd Gurley wasn't, was, was going to get the same workload he did last year during the season. He, he hasn't yet. Rivera came out and said Cam Newton's healthy. That's clearly not the case. But, I mean, it's just – it's so risky – um, even though Jones saw most of the snaps and Jamal really Jamal Williams didn't, I just I don't know if I can roll these guys out anymore. Um, but like I said, home favorites. Um, I like that running back spot, but um, also to pair up Rodgers, I don't really like the pay down options for him. Um, I think you know you kind of are seeing different targets with MVS. Jordan Miles caught a touchdown last week. MVS was a guy in the first week, but. Devontae Adams at 8,200. This will be the lowest price he'll be all season. 8,200 for Devontae Adams. And I just can see him having a huge game this week. Um, Denver gave up 120 yards and a touchdown to Tyrell Williams and the Oakland Raiders. 
and then they played uh, the Chicago Bears. And I think this is the best offense they've obviously clearly is the best offense by a landslide that they're going to face. Um, that they faced so far. So I could see Devontae Adams just going nuts this game, getting all types of targets. Like I said, I like that stack of Rodgers and Adams. I think it goes crazy. Um, and then on the Denver side, um, I'm not really playing much into it. If you want to look at volume, uh, Cortland Sutton at 5,600 had a pretty big game against um, Oakland and then a pretty big game, I believe, against uh, the Bears as well. I don't have those stats. But 15 targets over the last two weeks, he gets the volume. Um, Green Bay likes to give up big plays. Um, they gave up three big plays, but outside of that, 210 yards in total offense um, against the Vikings. I, I just, I'm not really on Denver's side here. I, I can't see it. Uh, Green Bay is seventh against giving up points to the running back so far. I just, I don't, I can't roll out Freeman or Lindsay. I just, I don't know who's getting the snaps, but um, yeah, I'm not really on Denver. I love Green Bay a lot this week. I really do. Yeah, um, I am Sutton had a four catch forty yard game against the Bears, so not too big. But sorry, uh, Corden, Sutton had yeah, four, four catches, oh, yeah. four catches for forty yards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, to to your point, this is the best offense that they're going to face all. Yes, uh, the Bears' offense is dysfunctional as can be. Oh God, it's it's. I'm sorry, guys. And it's terrible. Oakland's is not that great itself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it's going to be Green Bay. They're going to have a good week. Rodgers is going to be on my radar. I mean, I got him at two percent on last week in the early only slate, and he looked pretty good through about a quarter and a half. And I'm like, well, Rodgers going to be the nuts today. And then uh, next thing you know, all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, he fell off the face of the earth, which likes to happen. Right? happen. I don't With know. With the Green Bay Packers, yeah, I, I, they, I, like, that loves to happen. But uh, yeah, on to the next game here. We got Atlanta at Indianapolis. This game is a 47 total, and the Colts are actually two point favorites here. Yeah, at uh, home. That's pretty interesting. What do you think about uh, Locking or not Locking Company? <laughs> Brissett and Company and Matty Ice and Company. So, um, just looking at how many points have been giving up, um, Indianapolis is 12th against the quarterback third against the running back, 17th against the tight end, 26th against wide receiver. On the Atlanta side, they're pretty much middle of the pack, 18th against QB, 21 against running back, 19 against tight end, 22 against wide receiver. But um, I like Indianapolis a lot here. Um, I think they're going to go – I think this is another stack where they can go low-owned. Bursette has been doing his job. And the Atlanta team just seems dysfunctional as is. Um, so I like Marlon Mack here um, at 7,000. Um, I think he could be a sneaky play. Um T.Y. Hilton can have a big game. He's caught a touchdown in both both games so far, which we didn't think was going to happen when Andrew Luck retired. Um, it's a home opener, so I like that narrative a lot of Brissett and Indianapolis finally coming home. Um, I believe with the record of one and one. Don't call me on that. They might I don't think they're 0 2. I think they're one and one. They are one and one. They are one and one, mm-hmm. yes. My apologies. Um but you know, I'm not really focusing on this game too much. I do like it. I think a couple lines, I think these guys could go low owned and I could see that this is, this is a game I could see going low owned and exploding. Um, And on the Atlanta side, um, I I think, I think Freeman is due for a big game. I I feel like he has to be at this point. Like I said, Indianapolis giving up the third most points to running backs. Um, They let Eckler explode on them for like 30 something. This is their one weakness. This is Indianapolis's one defensive weakness. You run the ball against them. Uh, Devontae Freeman at 6,200. I mean, it's just a disgustingly low price for what we know Devontae Freeman to be. Um, and Ido Smith, um, 
at 5,300, I wrote down he's just a gnat. He's annoying, and it's just like he's going to come out there, get touches, and it's going to and it's just going to piss me off. Um, but I could see this being a close game, so I could see maybe Atlanta pulling ahead and trying to burn the clock out a lot. Um, Julio Jones at 8,300, um, I mean, he's a superstar receiver. He's matchup proof. I like Indianapolis' defense as a whole besides the running aspect behind it. But Julio Jones at 8,300, I can't see not rolling him out on FanDuel. And then even Calvin Ridley as well. He's getting volume. He's a very good player. Um, I'm not really interested in Matt Ryan too much. He throws too many interceptions. He had three last week against Philadelphia. He just looks bad. But um, back to the Indianapolis side really quick. This is one of my value defenses of the week. Um, at 3,600, I don't know why. Atlanta gives up their offensive line. Looks like a bunch of 10-year-olds out there. Indianapolis has a very good front seven. They're, I could see this being a very explosive defense. Um, I could see Matt Ryan throwing a lot of picks here again. I could see a lot of sacks happening. And I think I think Indianapolis defense is going to force some turnovers here at 3,600. Why not roll them out here in a couple lineups? No, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on, like, you like do you like Calvin Ridley a lot this week? Yeah, I, I think Calvin really could be a very good option. I think like last week against Philadelphia, they were double teaming Julio Jones, and he needs it. He's a big, huge receiver. Um, Calvin Ridley caught a touchdown last week, and he, he he seems to be Matt Ryan's favorite target so far. He's he's a very fast, athletic receiver, and I think I think he could have a huge game against Indianapolis. I really do. I'm trying to see what his price is here. But yeah, I, I like I like Calvin Ridley a lot. I think he can have a huge game. Uh, like I said, I think a lot of pressure goes towards Julio Jones, and I could see, I could I could see Calvin Ridley having a, having a big game. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah, I think I like them um, a little bit. Marlon Mack is actually injured this today. He showed up at the oh, injury really? report. I don't oh, know he did. I, 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 yeah, I haven't paid attention to the injury report today. Uh, I was at work, so any injuries that have happened so far, I haven't really. I don't know. I really looked at. Just said. He was injured or something. I didn't see that what exactly was wrong with him. But um, yeah. So but next up, we got the probably the most interesting game of the week here: uh, Baltimore yeah. at Kansas City with the fifty-three live total right now, and the Chiefs are seven-point favorites over the Ravens. How much exposure are you going to have to Mahomes and Lamar Jackson this week, considering they are the top two quarterbacks priced on the slate? Yeah, I mean. Uh... Kansas City last year statistically was not a good defense, and that seems to have continued giving up the seventh most points to wide receivers, the 14th to the tight end, and 14th to the quarterback, um, and then giving up 26 most points to the running back, so not really going to be focusing there. Baltimore on the other end of it, 23 to the quarterback, 12 to the, the wide receiver, but I don't really care. When Kansas City's playing a team, I want exposure to that map. Patrick Mahomes just isn't going to regress. So on the KC side, this is where it starts to get a little, a little screwy. Uh, Sammy Watkins at seventy one hundred. He could be an option. At, he saw ninety two percent snap share, so he's kind of the lock. But what really shocked me when I saw how many snaps, uh, the snap differential, um, was Demarcus Robinson came out at sixty seven hundred, saw ninety one percent of snaps for wide receivers, which I was surprised about. I thought McCall Hardman was that guy that was going to take that step into that role, and we saw it when Tyree Kill went out in that game. McCall Hardman came in and saw 74% of snaps again this week at 6,300. He saw 74% of snaps. I like, I like the receivers. I think they're going to have a big game. 
Um, but who really intrigues me into this game to, to pair with Mahomes at 9,200 is Travis Kelsey at 8,000. Uh, last year, he had seven receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown against Baltimore. I could see, I could see Travis Kelsey being the beneficiary from this game. Um, I think he's the, I think he's the option you want to play out of the three, out of the receivers and tight ends. I, I'm, I'm not touching the running backs. Damian Williams came up on the injury report earlier this week. So to the Sean McCoy, you don't know where the volume is going there. Um, but I mean, for it's just so hard with the with the Kansas City wide receivers because you don't know who's going to go off. And on the other side, um, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson at eighty five hundred. Um, he's just been tearing defenses up. Casey just they they really just can't cover receivers and quarterbacks. They just let them go nuts. Not only does Jackson is starting to learn how to throw the ball, he has that rushing upside. I mean, you saw it last week, one hundred twenty rushing yards. That's just disgusting. That's running back numbers right there. And then Hollywood Brown at 6,100. Now, again, it, it just sucks because you don't know where the ball's going to go here. Uh, Marquise Brown saw 65% of snaps. Um, Willie Sneed at 5,000 saw 56%. Miles Boykins at 4,500 saw 48% of snaps. And then Mark Andrews, who is at 6,800, saw 53% of snaps. He doesn't see a lot of snaps for the tight ends, but Mark Andrews continues to have big games. Um, Andrews is probably my favorite play. Like I said, we're going back to the tight end here for Baltimore. Um, eight targets in week one, nine targets in week two. He had two huge games. Um, I could see him being the, the favorite guy here for, for uh, Jackson again. Um, Mark Ingram at 7,100, I do want to me- mention. It, it's a big shootout. Um, it's gonna, this game is going to be a huge shootout. I believe the over-under is at 50, 55, I have for right now. Um, and I deal with my only... The only value I think you're getting out of Mark Ingram is the red zone carries. That's about it. But other than that, I like this game. It's just a matter of who you want to mix and match. But like I said, I like the quarterbacks and then the tight end spot. But if I had to pick receivers from each team, I honestly, I, I think it would have to be Demarcus Robinson again on KC's side and then Marquise Brown. Um, Demarcus Robinson came out and saw 91% of snaps, which is 1% lower than Sammy Watkins. And I think that's just, that was just really shocking to me. I, I can't, I, I didn't even believe that. Uh, yeah, the game total is at 55, 53 right now. On, uh, oh, 53. So um, but, yeah, Andrews didn't practice today. He's got a oh, foot. Oh, he didn't. Oh, he's yeah. He's got a foot injury. Um, but TJ Hurst would be next guy up. So, But I don't think it's something to read into until Friday or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's Wednesday. too much into it. A lot of people, a lot of, a lot of guys miss Wednesday practice. Um, I could see a lot of guys here on the list that are questionable. Um, which is actually weird. I remember last year, like Hopkins, Jones, and Adams, and Thomas were always questionable every week, and they haven't been so yet. Uh, knock on wood, but yeah. Yeah, I, uh, this game's going to be a popular game, so oh, I think yeah. well, for um, contrarian purposes, I probably won't have too too much of it. But I haven't been playing much Mahomes this year, and he's taken he took down some GPPs last week. I mean, yeah, I'm probably going mean, to play some, but I I can't. It's just sure. I I like to play from more of a contrarian standpoint and know what the mm-hmm. ownerships are, and I know people are going to be owning. Uh, they're going to be playing the likes of Mahomes and Lamar Jackson yeah, this yeah. week, and I'm going to try to go after the Rodgers and other That's quarterbacks that mm-hmm. have yeah. just as good a spot, or not just as good, I should say, but good spots to where Rodgers ceiling. We all know he could go nuts any week, mm-hmm. really, because he's just Aaron Rodgers, and it's like if I can get Aaron Rodgers cheap on both the early only, not cheap, but low-owned on both early only and the main slate, then I'm going to go mm-hmm. after it just because I like his spot this week against a 
Denver team that I don't think is that good. So yeah, and that's uh, why you talk about game, it. But Oakland at Minnesota. Uh, I love Oakland here. I'm joking. Let me just pull up the over under here. It's a forty three and a half total with yep. uh, Oakland is a eight point eight and a half point underdog. Uh, so Vikings got a 26 implied total. Will you be touching the daytime Kirk Cousins, or is it just Dalvin Cook season and we just move on? Yeah, so um, really quick, just want to get this this Oakland Oakland side over, not touching any of them. Josh Jacobs is injured. Tyrell Williams is injured. Derek Carr looks like shit. Minnesota's a great defense. I'm not not touching these guys with the 10-foot pole. Um but Oakland gives up the seventh most points to the quarterback, the third most points to the wide receiver, and the ninth most to the tight end. This team can't guard anybody, and it's disgusting. Like I said, Cortland Sutton, who, I mean, no offense to him, he's not hes not a good receiver. Like, he's not your elite of the lead, obviously. Went for 120 yards and a touchdown against this Oakland defense, and Joe Flacco was throwing him the ball. So I think I can run out there and do the same. But on Minnesota's side, um, I just – I can't get behind putting money on Kirk Cousins, but I mean, oh, it's it's Oakland, and Oakland gives up a lot of air yards. Kirk Cousins at seventy two hundred, he could be low owned just because I think there's better options lower than him. So that's why I like that because I feel like he could go lower owned because you'd rather pay up a little more or pay down a little more. Um, but yeah, Oakland seventh against giving up points to the quarterback, and look at the quarterback, look at one of the quarterbacks they played in Joe Flacco, and then obviously. They went up against Patrick Mahomes. Um, but Dalvin Cook, back to the they're just it, they only give up twenty eight points to the running back all season. But like I said, look at the look at the running backs they've gone up against. Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, and then Damian Williams, LaShawn McCoy, and Darwin Thompson, maybe. Like they don't they haven't gone up against a good running back yet. Home favorites. We love Dalvin Cook here. He catches out of the backfield as well. And then um I like Adam Thielen and I like Stefan Diggs. Adam Thielen at 70, uh, 7,000. Uh, he's the number one guy in Oakland. Just can't seem to guard wide receivers. Um, Adam Thielen is a target machine. It's just, you're putting trust in Kirk Cousins is my only issue here. Stefan Diggs at 6,700. He's a big play guy. Hasn't really been playing well all season. Had seven targets and only one reception. Luckily that was for a touchdown the same as day. Um, it was like that Tyler Lockett scene in week one, where he saw one target for one, one reception of 41 yards and a touchdown. Diggs is Diggs is a very big boomer bust type of play in this game, but I like Adam Thielen. Not really looking at uh, Kyle Rudolph here. Um, hasn't really done much all season long, but I could I could absolutely see a, a four man a four man uh, Minnesota stack. I wouldn't mind it. I will probably get some exposure to Kirk Cousins, but I think Dalvin Cook is the front runner here. He's the guy I want in all my lineups at eighty three hundred, which personally I think is just really cheap for how good he's been doing. Yeah, he's seventy eight hundred on fan, uh, DraftKings. Kirk Cousins fifty one. Um, Rudolph is fairly cheap, so I mean, DraftKings really priced him up to. He's the fifth most expensive running back behind Kamara, McCaffrey, Elliott, and Barkley. So, um, but he's still not super duper expensive. And I mean, Kamara took a big hit because of Debris going down. But I like, I like Cook this week for sure. He's just you know he proved last week that. Um, you know, he, he's going to have, he, I, I think this team is going to start realizing that Kirk Cousins sucks and that <laughs> yeah. it's just like, you know what, we go up seven, 10, 14, you know, just, just get the ball to cook and 
for the first two yeah. downs, and then oh, just you can throw a little screen pass to him too on third down because, uh, like, they have uh, arguably one of the best running back or not wide receiver cores in the league. Like Thielen and mm-hmm. Diggs is like you know a top five, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. You know what I mean? I. Yeah, um, no, like, trust me, I understand. I, I don't see it. So, um, my DraftKings app is bugging. What's the next game on yours? Uh, the next game I have is the – oh, a barn burner. It's the New York Jets at New England. So, we can uh, just move on back. But really quick, I do just want to uh, say, say a guy from the Minnesota Vikings, Alexander Madison is the backup running back for Dalvin Cook. This is a game I could see – getting so blown out of proportion that Madison comes in and gets carries. He's got 12 carries the last two games, so keep an eye on him. Um, I could see that being a decent play maybe. Like I said, I think Dalvin Cook just takes a, takes some rest here. But, yeah, on to this next game. Uh, New England is a uh, – they're 23 points, 44 over under. I'm not touching New York here. I'm not. I can't. Everyone in New England – if you want to pay up for defense, like we talked about earlier with Dallas at 5,000, go ahead and do it for the Patriots. I could see them having another big day. Um, I just – I can't get behind touching New England because there's just so many options here. I could see, obviously, Tom Brady being an option. I believe he is at 70 – he is at – sorry, give me one second. He is at 70 – he's at 7,800 7, on FanDuel. I, I just I can't get behind playing anybody else. You don't know who's gonna go. You don't know who's gonna have a big game. It's Antonio Brown being in the offense. You know, Sonia Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead. There's just so many options here. But like I said, I could I could see you playing people from here. I I can't imagine you not. But it's not a game I want to be looking at and going. Yes, I want all exposure to it. Uh, yeah, the, the Jets have a ten and a half in play total, which I think is actually where's the Dolphins at? The Dolphins actually have more more points implied than the Jets. Um yeah. I can't tell you. like Jets the Jets are just a pure dumpster fire. Yeah. They're they're in the same boat as Miami. They're in the same boat as the Cincinnati Bengals. They're in the same boat as the Denver Broncos. Is they're just bad. Like they got they got Bell and then after Bell it's like Robbie Anderson, he's a good talent, but it's just like like I he's nowhere near like a top elite wide receiver and the Jets yeah. just don't have a quarterback right now. Like New England's defense is gonna be an option this week again. The thing about New England that we all hate is you got Sonny Michelle, you got James White, mm-hmm. you got Rex Burkhead, you got Antonio Brown, you got Julian Edelman, you got Philip Dorsett, you, you got, got Josh Gordon, Josh you got, Gordon. You got, you got the water boy, you got you got yeah, the fan that's sitting in, in the third row. Yeah, you have everybody. Belichick yeah. turns anyone into a superstar, it seems like. Yeah. You legitimately have eight guys who could score a touchdown, and it doesn't matter how many last week we saw Oh, two of the touchdowns came from the defense. Like it's so unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. And yeah, as a person who was top five, I was top five hundred with the line at one point, and then the Patriots defense decided to go for another touchdown and they kicked me out of it again. And I'm like, yeah. this team just. And I had Sonny Michelle in that lineup, and it's like, oh no, like you know what I mean? No, oh, no, we'll take a Patriots defensive touchdown up forty points already. It's like, yeah, this team is too unpredictable for me to just any like I like them at all. So yeah. I, I'm not going to touch them that much. I think I'm just going to just. Try to avoid and just may, maybe I'll have some Sonny Michelle or Antonio Brown because like just like one offs I guess. But yeah, I, exactly. I don't really just care I mean like them. yeah, I just I, I it sucks because you want to play these guys because they're good and they're going against a really shitty team. But yeah, I mean you can't, you just can't do it. You can't. It's it's tough. But uh, yeah, so next we got next game we have Detroit at Philadelphia. The mm-hmm. implied total here is 47 with the mm-hmm. Eagles being a minus six and a half. 
so Carson Wentz and company, pretty big favorites here over Drew, or Drew Stafford. Matt Stafford and company. Uh, Matt Stafford, mm-hmm. they, they, Detroit just got a huge win over the Chargers last week. So Yeah, it was huge. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play. Uh, what do you think about uh, Carson Wentz this week? Um, so just to go over defensive rankings, Detroit gives up the 17th most points to quarterbacks, 6th most to the running back, 11th to the wide receiver, and 30th to the tight end. On the Philadelphia side, Eight to the quarterback, 24th to the running back, second to the wide receiver, and 12th to the tight end. Um, Carson Wentz, he, I mean, he's a great quarterback. You know, he's I, I hate Philadelphia, but he, he's a great quarterback. Um, he is a little shaken up, though, and does like to throw a lot of interceptions. Um, and Detroit's defense is they're middle of the pack. They're a decent defense. I don't consider them great. It doesn't scare me, though. The game is in Philadelphia. I don't mind rolling out um, Carson Wentz. And then also Zach Ertz at 6,900. You know, he's under the 7K range, which is where you expect him to be. Now, um, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, are, Alshon Jeffrey are both questionable for this weekend. I don't know the statuses on either of them as, as to being out, but regardless, they're shaken up. So even if one of them sits, Ertz, Ertz's targets just absolutely skyrocket when it comes to when – when they're not, they're not there. He becomes the number one guy. And that's why I like Zach Ertz a lot. He can be a very good play. You could pair him up with Wentz. And yes, Detroit gives up the six most points to the running back. But again, Jordan Howard just really loves to screw fantasy owners and fan duel players because he could come out there and just tear this defense apart. And you played Miles Sanders. It's disgusting. On the Detroit side, Philadelphia hasn't been good defensively all season. The whole team is shaken up. Uh, Matthew Stafford at 6,900 could be a great value quarterback. Um, he's he's going to have to throw. He's got a great arm. He's averaging about 10, 10.9 air yards per attempt. Um, and then to pair him up with, you got Kenny Galladay at 7,000. Caught a, caught a touchdown last week against the Chargers. And the Chargers were a very good defense, um, better than Philadelphia. And they lost one of their best corners, and they still have been good. Um, but Kenny Galladay over the last two contests has accumulated 19 targets. He's very long. He's very lengthy. And he's very fast. Um, and then uh, Marvin Jones Jr., he's good value. He's long. He's a very sneaky play. I think he could catch a ball or two. And But he's only had eight targets um, at 5,900. And then back to the Philadelphia side. They, like I said, a lot of their receivers are injured. Nelson Aguilar is at 4,900 on FanDuel for whatever godforsaken reason. He's a great value. He will be the number one receiver with 11 targets in the last two contests with Deshaun Jackson and um, Alshon Jeffrey playing. Without them playing, I can't imagine. Um, I can't imagine him not accumulating targets. And then I do have Miles Sanders down here for 5,400. Uh, it's still a committee, so I'm worried. But this could be his breakout. This could be a game I could see him going nuts against. Um, and then the last play on the Detroit side, uh, TJ Hawkinson at 5,500. I think he hits back to the well in week three, week two. We knew it week one exploded week two was just going to have to throw off a dud. We knew it. Um, so, and Philadelphia is giving up a lot of points to the tight end. Um, a lot of catches. Um, so I could see TJ Hawkinson having a big game. Um, him and Galladay, I think I could see lower ownership here. I think they're just going to think it's Philadelphia. They're a good team. They're going to be scared. Nobody really wants to roll anybody out in Detroit. But um, I, I could see them having – I could see Hawkinson and uh, Kenny Galladay having, having a big game uh, this week. 
Yeah, T.J. Hawkinson uh, trolled some people last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Galladay in one of my lineups last week. I liked him a little bit, but um, I think I could see this game. Aguilar is going to be the mega chalk from this game. It's clearly yeah. obvious he's going to be. Yeah, I mean at forty nine hundred, you have. I mean, yeah, you have to fit him in your lineup. He's just he's going to get the volume. Top cash game option this week, and uh, uh, yeah, especially it looks like because it just looks like both. Jeffrey and Jackson are going to be out this week. So, mm-hmm. Aguilar, uh, you know, if you're looking for potentially lower owned, I mean, probably going to be lower end. You got uh, our Sega Whiteside. Whiteside, yeah. He's he going to be an interesting option, option if he's going to start a little bit. And then obviously, Ertz is going to get a huge bump oh, up. He just, it's ridiculous how many more targets he gets when there's an injury to the receiving core. It's nuts. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't really have much more from that game. I like Ertz. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, I mean Aguilar, but you're you're playing chalk there. Just just know that. Um, I don't know. Detroit's played okay this year. Yeah, they uh, haven't been a bad football been a bad team at team. all. Uh, so I, I just not not a not a spot. I'm just gonna pick like you know on the slate just to completely target them. Uh, yeah, but pick Philadelphia's and your got, players, and I think there's interesting plays. They got good value there. So next up, we got Carolina. At Arizona, this game is at a 46.5 implied total, and the Panthers are two-and-a-half point favorites. Absolutely disgusting. Um, Newton is, I believe, questionable this week. He's injured. I, you know, of course, yep. have him in one of my season longs that I didn't want him in, but because yep. I don't like Cam Newton, I don't think he's that good of a quarterback in fantasy, and in, he doesn't run anymore that much. That's the thing. Yeah, with like, the He foot. just doesn't – so um, – Right now, Cam Newton has yet to make a determination. Uh, Ron Rivera has yet to make a determination about Cam Newton's foot status for Sunday's game. Uh, we we have to see what other stuff is. Uh, Kyle Allen is the backup. Mm-hmm. He's minimum priced on DraftKings, and he's minimum priced on FanDuel as well. So, uh, if Cam Newton sits, what are, what are you going to do here? So, what? like, I, I it just disgusts me how they're not giving Arizona credit for the, for being a good football team. Kyler Murray hasn't done that bad, and and Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers just have yet to figure it out. Um, but Carolina being a very good defense, being up, giving twenty seven points in to the quarterback, eleventh to the running back, nineteenth to both the wide receiver and the tight end, and on the Arizona side, Arizona is giving up the second most points to the quarterback, twenty fourth to the running back, eighteenth to the wide receiver and then number one to the tight end. And it's not even close in terms of fantasy points given up to the tight end. Um, they have that lead by a landslide. They had that lead by almost 20-something points. Um, but on the Arizona side, I like Tyler Murray. He's going to throw the ball a ton, has done well so far, 19.48 fantasy points per game, played Baltimore last week. I, I can't see at 7,200 why you wouldn't roll him out there and match him with a big receiver. Fitzgerald at 5,900 would be the receiver I look at. Fitzgerald works out of the slot. And he just doesn't age. He gets the targets. And if you remember from week two on Thursday, look at what Chris Godwin did. Worked out of the slot. Yes, it was Bruce Aaron's offense. And yes, I think Godwin is, as of right now, better than Fitzgerald. But obviously not back in the day. But Godwin feasted against his team out of the slot. I could see Larry Fitzgerald having a big week. He's done well so far. Um, And then Christian Kirk, if you want to uh, pin Murray up with somebody on the outside – also at 5,900, he gets the targets. He's a barn burner. He's really fast. He's a very athletic, fast wide receiver that I could see having a big game. Um, I just I can't see Carolina's defense working that well. They're, they're not that good of a defense anymore. And um, you're going to need to worry, worry about Kyler Murray running the football, which we haven't seen yet. On the Carolina side, 
Um, Olsen did, I just checked, he did come up on the injury report. He was limited at practice today with a back injury. Do not care. Olsen has been, has uh, tore it up last week and he's going to do it again. Whether, whether Cam Newton or Kyle Allen plays 82% of snaps for the team, he will feast in this game. Tons of targets. Newton's health doesn't scare me. We're going to get to now this back end of the games where, my, I make this pitch every time this happens. A backup quarterback's favorite target is either a very good catch, pass catching running back or the tight end. If Kyle Allen is out there, I'd rather him be throwing the ball than Cam Newton, to be quite honest with you. Cam, uh, Greg Olson is at nine targets in his last two contests, and Arizona just doesn't know how to stop the tight end. They don't. Uh, Curtis Samuel at 5,800. Um, Arizona's secondary is depleted. Patrick Peterson's been suspended for six games, um, will be suspended for six games on the season. And um, I just I just don't know if I could roll these guys out there with Kyle Allen or Cam Newton, um, DJ Moore at 6,500. Um, but the best player on their football team, Christian McCaffrey at 8,900. He's a workhorse. We'll get back to the well this week. Had a bad game last week. Probably burned a couple people. Um, no, sorry. He was on the Thursday slate. Um, probably burned a couple people in season long for sure. But um, he's going to get the targets. And like I said, if Kyle Allen comes out there, they're going to rely on Christian McCaffrey more. And even if Cam Newton is out there, he's not healthy. Foot's bothering him. I can only imagine the shoulder's a little sore. Um, But, yeah, and then back to Arizona uh, for running back. David Johnson at 7,000. Again, another workhorse-esque back. Tons of touches. Carolina's weakness on paper is the running back. Like I said, 11th against the running back in terms of giving up points to the position. David Johnson, he looks better now under this offense. He's getting more touches. He's catching the ball. He's running the ball more. I think, like I said, they have to worry about Kyler Murray running the ball. I think that's huge. I think that's a big part of the Carolina defense is that they're going to have to worry about it. So I like DJ. um, But other than that, Olsen McCaffrey on the Carolina side, I like everyone on Arizona. I think you can roll out pretty much all of them. Yeah, um, I agree there. I think – I think Carolina just not that good of a team. Like mm-hmm. they just are. I'm sick of that. I can't believe I auto drafted Cam Newton on accident because people are incompetent and have drafts at ten o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I just don't really care for Carolina. I think they're in Arizona. I think Arizona's still trying to prove something. Yeah. They're playing a little bit better than you know. And Kyler Murray's very intriguing at his price because he's mm-hmm. somebody who runs the ball a bit. I mean, he's he had three rushing attempts each week. Yeah, he um, hasn't done that yet, which he, is why he sees that fantasy value. He, I think he could have a good game this week. Like you said, Christian Kirk is on my radar. Um, Fitzgerald is still like, you want to talk about ageless wonders with Frank or Fitzgerald is right up there. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he's still week one. He got, he's had 24 targets this year, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. And I think this is, this is almost a pass first offense. Cause they're just mm-hmm. throwing the ball a lot, but it, it doesn't mean David Johnson isn't in the picture that he also yeah. gets a lot of the targets. It's because Arizona doesn't have a tight end. Like, yeah. they're tight end. They don't have – Yeah, don't it's have like – I know it's like Max Williams. They they cut my favorite player, Ricky Seals Jones, but they don't use them. They don't have – They just them. don't use they, the – they use them as a – you know, they're not using – it's Charles Clay. Yeah, oh, Charles Who's Clay, had man. three targets this season. So, it's like <laughs> David Johnson virtually just plays as kind of like that tight end That role. tight end-esque role he, coming know, over the seam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mostly. So it's like you have him and then you have Kirk, you got Fitzgerald. Like this team is not bad. And they're going up against the Carolina team that just lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not do much over the off season, in my opinion. Yeah. And 
And they they just went out there and they just beat Carolina. And I, wasn't that game in Carolina too? So, I believe so. Yes. It, it was because it was the rain and everything like that. And then they got yeah, delayed. Yeah. And, and then it was in Carolina. I was bad. Yeah, it was in Carolina. And they're just bad. I mean, I still like like I personally like once again season long. I love DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel long term. Like they're showing that they're going to get the targets. They're going to get the catches. Like they both had yeah. decent weeks last week, but nothing groundbreaking. I don't think Carolina has the potential to take down anything, and they don't have very much of a floor. It's not a fantasy friendly team, as some people would say. So I, yeah. I'm not, I just don't care for Carolina. I don't care for Cam Newton. I don't care for Ron Rivera. Um, yeah, I just I dislike Cam Newton. A if, lot. if Carolina continues this, don't be surprised if they try to shake some things up because they that division is just awful too. Yeah, I, you and, know, and, it's like an awful what, and that's what stinks is that I mean I hate to say it, but I mean Drew Brees is out, but the, the division's wide open now. Um, but yeah, really quick, uh, just keep an eye on Olsen's uh, limited practice with the back. I he plays, he, he will play, but just in case it gets worse for some reason. Uh, just keep an eye on it, but yeah, Olsen and McCaffrey are the yeah. two I want to play from this team. So next up, we got Daniel Jones season in oh, Tampa let's Bay. Go. <laughs> uh, it is a forty-eight. Some Daniel Jones. Oh, I will for sure. Uh, uh, I know you will. It's a forty-eight implied total, and um, the Bucks are six and a half point favorites here. Uh, will yeah. you be having any Daniel Jones this week? Is the question. I, I, I no, I will not be having any Daniel Jones, but I, I, I could see it. Um, he's looked good in preseason, but that really doesn't mean Jack. Um, and we're just going to look at New York's defense. Um, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end in that order. They gave up the third most points to the quarterback, eight most to the running back, fourth most to the receiver, six most to the tight end. And Tampa Bay actually has been a pretty solid defense in terms of fantasy wise 28 to the quarterback, 29 to the running back, 24 to the wide receiver. And the well is 13 to the tight end. They give up the 13 most points to the tight end. On New York side, I, I, I'm, I'm rolling out. Uh, I say Quan, I could see, um, but I'd rather pay down. Saquon's the highest paid running back um, on the slate, uh, 9,200. I'll uh, just pay down, but he is a workhorse. He gives you that safety net of he's going to catch the ball. And like I said, Daniel Jones will see the field. Who is their favorite play? It's the running back. And it's the tight end. So that's who we're playing. Saquon's going to get a lot of touches, I think, still. I think they'll rely on him more now that Jones is out there. So I could see him having a really big day. We're really going to see how Tampa Bay's defense does against the running back. And then Evan Ingram at 60, I believe that's 6,900. Let me let me double-check that. My nines and fours look really weird. No, 6,400, so I'm glad I double-checked that. 6,400. Um, he... Like we said, favorite backups option. That's the one Tampa Bay weakness. He's seen 22 targets. They're going to need to throw the ball because Tampa Bay is going to put up a lot of points on this team. And um, to the New York, to the Tampa Bay side of the ball, uh, Chris Godwin at 7,900. He's the slot guy. The Giants can't cover the receiver. And Chris Godwin has proved to just be on the field 100% of snaps. He's always there. He's going to have a huge game. But his other receiver that lines up on the outside also 100% of snaps. Mike Evans at 7,100. The fact that he's 200 points away from being in the 6K range just makes me want to throw up. Mike Evans is still their better receiver. It's sad that it has become a 1A, 1B, but I think this is where Mike Evans has his huge game. Um, he's a good paydown option. He's going to get the targets like he always does, and he's going to have a big game. Um, OJ Howard at 5,800. I can't believe I just said his name. But I just – I can't risk throwing him out there. Like I said, at 5,800, at that price range, I'd rather just pay a little bit higher for other 
other tight ends or just pay a little bit lower. Like we'll get into those in a second, but I just can't imagine playing OJ Howard. Uh, Jameis Winston, um, he actually did come up on the injury report with, uh, he is questionable, but he was a full participant in practice today um, with a foot issue. Uh, it doesn't really scare me. Like I said, I can, I can't imagine he doesn't play, but their third most points giving up to the quarterback. Um, but Winston, like we thought, just he, he's got the potential to just shit the bed and throw for three picks. Do I see it against New York? No, but it's in the realm of possibility because he's done it. But if you're going to – I could see a Chris Godwin or James Winston, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans stack. And for the running backs, I just – I don't know who to play. Um, Peyton Barber or um, – Ogun Boale and then um, Ronald Jones. I just don't know out of those three who to play. Ogun Boale is primarily the pass catcher, but Peyton Barber and uh, Jones are just, they just get too many split carries. It's kind of back and forth. So I'm not really touching the running backs there. Yeah, I was kind of semi believing that Ronald Jones would just, you know, finally have that's a what I. That's year. what I wanted as well. And he's just, he can't, he I think he had a decent week one. Let me pull it up here. But I just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't really care for Tampa Bay too much. I think, like you said, Jameis Winston is just so error prone. Yeah. But he is also going up against one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, in, in the Giants. Uh, obviously, Saquon is, I think, going to be very, very viable this week, even though mm-hmm. he is the top price player. But maybe, you know, you pair him with Daniel Jones because, you know, Saquon does catch out of the backfield and you want to have a little mini stack there. I think it's going to be viable. Yeah. Um, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. I mean, like, you know, Ronald Jones is only 4K on, on DraftKings and Peyton Barber's 4.6. So not awful, but I don't know. I just don't like it. This is a game that doesn't heavily intrigue me. I do like Daniel Jones just because maybe, like, you know, you jump on the hype train. But yeah. if he's going to gain... And he's mid-price. Yeah, I mean, he's mid-price on FanDuel. In DraftKings, he's 5K. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah, he, yeah, no, yeah, he's not uh, mid-price. He's actually just 100 less than uh, Eli Manning, which makes sense because yeah. he shouldn't be mid-price because we all knew this was eventually going to happen. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, I don't know what's the status with... Sterling Shepard, but uh, seems to still be out. I think uh, if you're going to Shepard with a concussion and Cody Lattimore with a concussion as well, if you're going to play Daniel Jones, I wish Golden Tate was playing this week. I'm going to probably yeah. pick him up in season long. He's available in one of my very, very good pickup in season long. Um, uh, it's that third week where you can roster him. He's going to be a, a target fiend, I think. Yeah, I think uh, personally, I like. If you're gonna play Daniel Jones, like I'm gonna have one Daniel Jones just because I just why not? Yeah, absolutely. I could see it. I could see it being a good lineup. And uh, with that being said, with Daniel Jones, I will probably uh, stack him with Saquon Barkley and yeah. uh, Evan Ingram. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. I want a lot of exposure to Ingram. Uh, I lo- I like the spot this week for him. I think it's a, it could be a fun little, especially if you're playing the late late slate only. You got one, two, three, four, five. A five-game slate, and you could play the Giants at potentially a lower ownership. I mean, you know, you're probably crazy on a 13-game slate to stack them, but what do yeah. I know? Um, we've seen crazier things here. So uh, next up, we got Houston at the L.A. Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 48 implied total. The Chargers are actually three-and-a-half-point favorites. Another weird line this week. I like yeah, Houston I just, way more. Yeah. Um, 
What are your I'm thoughts just... on Deshaun? And I, I, I'm a big fan of him this week. I like Deshaun this week. I think he's going to come back from last week. He was a little bit owned, and now this 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 Chargers team could easily be owned too. Uh, yeah, they, they faced a, a weak Indianapolis team week one, a weaker Indianapolis team week one. And it makes you think, if that team had Andrew Luck, this team would be 0-2 probably. Yeah, so exactly. what, what makes you think that they're going to be Houston, who is a better, much better team than Indianapolis, in my opinion? Yeah, so um, Houston giving up nine, ninth most points to the quarterback, 16 to the running back, 12 to the receiver, and 21st to the tight end. On the Chargers side, ninth to the QB, 15th to the wide receiver, 25th to the tight end. And the reason I skipped it is because it's the biggest one, 5th to the running back. Um, I like Deshaun Watson at 8,200. Like I said, low ownership because of the dud week two um, against Jacksonville. Um, He's got the rushing upside. He scored a rushing touchdown in in both games so far. Um, And had 40 yards in the first one. So um, this game is going to be a shootout. I think it hits the over. And I think Houston easily covers the spread. So book that if you want to head to the if you want to head to the bookmaker, book that right now. Over 47 and a half. Um, or whatever for it's 48. I had 47 and a half. But he's he's got the rushing upside, he's got the arm talent, and I he's got the good offensive line. Um, and you gotta pair him up with somebody, and there's only one option, and it's DeAndre Hopkins at eighty nine hundred. He he's matchup proof. Nobody can guard this man. He's the best receiver in the league. The Chargers don't have their top cornerback who got injured. But obviously they, they had the best the another guy step up. Um, I think you have to do that pairing. I don't really like the rest of the wide receiver options for the Texans. Um, Willie, I'm sorry, Willie, Will Fuller, the fifth, and then Kenny Sills and Kiki Kuti. Um, but another player that intrigues me on the Texan side of things is I can't believe I'm about to say his name, but Carlos Hyde at six K. He they're, that's how you beat this team. You beat LA on the ground. He's a great value at 6,000. He saw 61% of snaps. My only concern is that he could be scripted out, which is where Duke Johnson would come in more. But I think Carlos Hyde can have a very big game. Like I said, um, that's how you beat the Chargers. And 61% of snaps rather than 38, which was Duke Johnson's total. Um other than that, I'm really not rolling anybody else on, on the Houston side. Those are the guys I want to stick with. I could just see Will Fuller having a huge game just because why not, or Kenny Stills. Um, but other than that, um, Will Fuller at 6K and then Kenny Stills at 51. I just, I, those are the guys I'm rolling out. And then on the Chargers side, Phillip Rivers at 7,500. They're giving up the ninth most points to the quarterback spot. It, it's a tough price because at that point, you would rather just pay down or pay up a little more, like like we kind of talked about. But um, he, it, this is a bounce back spot at home. Had a pretty bad game last week against Indianapolis. Um, he, they're, they're top, Houston's top ten. I'm giving up points to the quarterback. And Philip Rivers has is a great arm talent. Has weapons that we're going to get into. Seventy six hundred for Austin Eckler. Stay in the well. He's hot. You got to keep feeding him. He's going to score another touchdown and another touchdown and another touchdown. He's just going to have a big game. 22 touches um, per game. Um, I, I I wrote down he's better on DraftKings. You'll have to – oh, because he gets catches. He's better on DraftKings because it's full-point PPR over there um, rather than a half-point on FanDuel. Um, but Austin Eckler at 7,600, he's got to get priced up more. He's, he's, he's the number one guy. I, I understand Justin Jackson's still there, but I, I really don't care. It's, it's Austin Eckler. And then you're going to need a guy to pair up Rivers with with the recent injury to Hunter Henry. There's only one guy – 
And it's Keenan Allen at 7,800. Again, it's the same case as Mike Evans. You've got to price these guys up. They're going to have big weeks. So you got to stay while they're low owned, while they're low priced. 25 targets over the last two contests. 25. That is disgusting. That is a ridiculous amount of targets. Um, Houston has given up the 12th most points to the wide receiver. And Keenan Allen is averaging 18 points per per game. Um, and 110 yards per game, you love to see it. He just hasn't really found the end zone much, and I think this could be his breakout game. A contrarian play, a play I wouldn't mind, is Mike Williams coming off a little bit of an injury at 6,100. He sees 61% of snaps, and like I said, with Hunter Henry out, I could see another guy's going to have to step up, and it could be Mike Williams. But, yeah, I like this game a lot. It's going to hit the over. Houston's going to cover. It's going to be a close one, barn burner. I love this game. I love it. Yeah, I think Houston's a good play this week in both same D- oh, DFS and uh, I do like I like Houston to cover that three 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 oh. and a half right now. Because uh, I'm just not high in the Chargers right now until they prove otherwise. They're just not, you know. They're clearly maybe they need to bring back Melvin Gordon, but they ain't gonna be able yeah. to bring him back. Um, this team just doesn't. I mean, they have Philip Rivers, who's always been a good quarterback. Keenan Allen, who's always been a good wide receiver, but it's like. Eckler's good, but it's like he's not Melvin Gordon. You exactly. know, it's yeah. like, and right. they're struggling right now. They're struggling to. They just lost to, to to the Lions, who, in my opinion, they're in a really good division, but they're probably the worst in that division. You know, yeah, and exactly. they and they they lost to the Lions, and it wasn't Detroit. I get that, but I'm but not. They're the Lions. They're the Lions. We yeah, we weren't yeah. planning them going into the season, so no. I I think you know yeah you. DeAndre this week, Watson is going to be on, you know, all Houston's going to be on my radar. And then, like like you said, you mentioned Carlos Hyde. It's going to be interesting because Duke Johnson has had a rough, rough yeah, start yeah. to the year. Um, he's just not doing anything with his – I mean, he's not doing – He's he had nine rushes for 57 yards. It's not awful. He had four catches for 33 yards. Maybe they're just trying to implement him a little bit more. He had a good week one, but then – Week two, he went six for thirty-one, so he's not getting the value at all. No. Like his his yards per carry isn't awful, but it's yeah. just a timeshare. Mm-hmm. And Carlos Hyde is clearly in the way of him. And unless there's an injury to one of them, I don't like really either of them. To be honest with you, um, I Duke Johnson on DraftKings just because he catches more. Maybe that's more what I'm viable. saying. Yeah, but it's just like it seems like week to week that's not going to be a situation you want to just be like, yeah, I'm all in on this uh, Houston running back situation. Yeah, play it with caution. Um, so next up here, we have New Orleans at Seattle. Uh, game is a 44 and a half total. Seattle is a four and a half point favorite with a 24 and a half implied total. No Drew Brees. Obviously, he's got the thumb injury and is out for a considerable amount of time. Mm-hmm. So that leaves Teddy Bridgewater to man quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, not at all. And uh, yeah, so you got Teddy Bridgewater, Russell Wilson here. Uh, any interest in anybody here in this game, or you just uh, personally? I don't know. On paper, right now, I gotta look into it a little more. But this game doesn't have much intriguing. It's not too intriguing to me. Well, let me enlighten you here, Nick. New Orleans giving up the six most points to quarterback, nineteen to the running back, and then six most to the wide receiver, twenty seventh to the tight end, and then Seattle thirteenth to quarterback and wide receiver, and then twenty two to the running back. But then here's the thing: third most to the tight end. So let's head to the New Orleans side of things. Alvin Kamara at 8K, value has gone down. He's 
I could see lower ownership here. He's still going to get a ton of touches. And like I said, we're back to that well where a backup quarterback's favorite option is either the tight end or a good pass-catching running back. And what is Kamara? A very good athletic pass-catching running back against Seattle. They're going to need to throw the ball. They're going to need to run the ball if they're ahead for whatever reason. In Seattle secondary, they're not good. They're not a good secondary. Um, it's At that point, he's at such a weird price range where you'd rather just pay up 300 more for Dalvin Cook or pay down a little bit more for someone like Eckler. Um, and then Michael Thomas at 8K, he's a target machine. And Seattle secondary, like I said, is terrible. I could see Michael Thomas having a big week in terms of catching the ball. So on DraftKings, I could see him being a better play than FanDuel. Because I don't see him getting the yards, and I don't see them really scoring in the red zone. Kamara uh, is going to be their primary red zone target, if anything. Um, but and they're going to be playing from behind, so they're going to need to throw the ball. So, but like I said, for Michael Thomas, just pay up a little more or just pay down. But a really good play that I don't think anyone's going to be on is Jared Cook, the tight end for the New Orleans Saints at fifty eight hundred. He, like I said, back like I've said it so many times, the backup's favorite target is the tight end. He. Yeah, you have no names tearing up the Seattle tight ends. I mean, like, he had seven targets. Jared Cook did last week against the Los Angeles Rams, but six of those were from Teddy Bridgewater. One of them came from – that was on the injury play. One of them came from Drew Brees. I, I like Jared Cook. I think he could have a very big week. He's very athletic, big tight end, and I could just see it. And then on the Seattle side. New Orleans gives up a ton of points to the quarterback and wide receiver. So Russell Wilson at home, he and he does have better away splits than home splits, which is really weird, but that's not really a big difference here. Saints aren't a good defense. Russell Wilson's going to throw the ball a lot. He still has that rushing upside to him. I could see them getting down to the red zone and struggling and then just him running the ball in. Um, and to pair him up with somebody, um, there's a player I like more here, Tyler Lockett at 6,600. He sees 89% of snaps out of all wide receivers, and Lattimore is going to be shadowing him. And Lattimore is one of the best, better corners in football. So I'm not too fond of Lockett. Do I think he has a big game still because of the high target volume or has a chance? Yes. Gets a ton of targets. Um, week one didn't show, like I said, but last week we went back to the well where Tyler Lockett got a bunch of targets. But my, my better play out of the wide receiver court is DJ Metcalf. At 6,200, saw the same amount of snaps as uh, Tyler Lockett at 89% of them. He is a big guy. He's a red zone target. And like I said, when Tyler Lockett, if if Lattimore is shadowing him and primarily going on Lattimore or on Tyler Lockett, I like the other receivers better. I did write down a very good volume play. I was looking at snap counts for wide receivers. Jerron Brown at 4,500 saw 73% of snaps for the Seattle uh, wide receiver core. He's an unreal value. It's it's really the next guy up because, like I said, Lattimore is going to be guarding somebody here. And I think Jerron Brown could have, a, could have a big game at 4,500. If he just catches a long bomb for a touchdown, which is in the realm of possibility, um, I could see him doing it. Uh, Chris Carson, the running back at seven at 7,000. Um, home favorites, we like that narrative, but Chris Carson, he's going to get a lot of touches, but he fumbled the ball last week. Um, and you saw what happens when you fumble the ball under Pete Carroll. Rashard Penny walked right out there, and, and Carson walked right off the field. So 
Chris Carson is still the main guy here, but like I said, Rashard Penny just he if 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 one of them starts to fumble, then it's it's over for um that the other one. So like I said, Chris Carson, um if he starts to fumble the ball, it's kind of over for him there. But he still is going to get a lot of touches, a lot of carries, a lot of uh, targets and receptions. But like I said, I'm not really too high on the running backs here in Seattle. Um, for for a DFS purposes, but yeah, so that's that's kind of how I I think of that slate or that game. Yeah, it's uh basically where I'm at with it, and I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Ted, what Teddy Bridgewater can do with uh, Camara. Um, you know, I'm probably going to take a wait and see approach, but you know, Camara is not going to be a bad yeah. option. He might, it probably will push, especially on DraftKings. You know, for 200 or less, you get Dalvin Cook. That's against Oakland. So it's like, you want to talk about a contrarian, you never know, Kamaris could probably still pop off this game. He hasn't had a real, real good game yet this year. Yeah. Threw a 23.9, but that's nothing when you're when you're 8K or whatever he was. It's like, what was he? He was 8.5K at 23 points. It's not, you know, amazing. It's not Alvin numbers. No. So, uh, you know, because then you got Barkley's throwing up freaking, you know, he only threw 20 point, points that week, you know. Uh, all these top end running riders, running backs, you know, I've had some dud ish weeks. Like McCaffrey yeah. had a dud week last week, so um, yeah, I think Kamara is an interesting option this week with uh Bridgewater at the helm. It's going to be interesting to see how he attacks it. So mm-hmm. um, we're gonna, I'm gonna probably take a wait and see approach with New Orleans, but yeah, I I, um, I agree. I think that's very good. We'll see what happens. Uh, Pittsburgh at San Francisco, last game of the slate. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the total right now. This total is 44. Is 43, it's at 43 right now, yeah. Okay, so it went so down went a down. point. And the 49ers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, that's yeah. pretty intriguing to me. I get it with no Roethlisberger. That sucks. Um, who is that? They're, gonna, they're, they're going with that backup, right? What's his name again? Uh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, who's 4,800 on DraftKings. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is 6,200. Um, the Steelers have been the worst of the quarterback on DraftKings this year. So uh, yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah, so um, on the Pittsburgh side of things, um, giving up the fifth most points to the quarterback, 11th to the running back, fifth to the wide receiver, 10th to the tight end, one of the more consistently bad defenses in terms of giving up fantasy points. And then on the other end, which is a defense I thought was going to be bad, but they're not 24th to the quarterback, 27th to the running back, 16th to the wide receiver, and 17th to the tight end. Um, on the Pittsburgh side of things, Vance McDonald at 5,900 caught two touchdowns last week, and both of them were from Mason Rudolph. Same well, favorite target for a backup quarterback. Um and I like Vance McDonald. I think he's he's kind of around that range where it's like you, you could pay down for him, and I think it's a I think it's a good play. And um, I like I like him a lot. He could be low owned, especially I think Pittsburgh will be low owned in general. Um, Juju Smith Schuster at seventy five hundred. He's the number one guy there. You know he's their better their best receiver, and um, uh, he's going to get a lot of targets. He'll be their number one guy. Um, but Richard Sherman's going to be guarding him the whole game. So, like I said, that San Francisco defense, hint, hint, they're in a good value play of the week. But um, I like Juju Smith Schuster. He could have a he could he could have a big game. He's going to get a lot of volume, so in cash, I could see it. But uh, uh, Nick, we have a narrative alert. Can we can we ring a bell? Can we get a bell going? Uh, Corey's going to love this narrative. I could see him doing this. So James Washington at fifty two hundred. You're probably thinking, what the fuck? But 
listen, there's a narrative here. Him and Mason Rudolph have a connection. They both went to the same college and dormed and roomed together. And they've known each other for a while. In preseason, they had a connection. They seem to like each other a lot. So if there is one receiver I want from Pittsburgh, it's James Washington. Like I said, Richard Sherman is going to be guarding Juju Smith-Schuster, so I don't know how good he's going to do. James Washington deserved more of a target share than Dante Moncrief. I don't know why they gave that shitty receiver such target, such heavy target volume. But there's a narrative there. Mason Rudolph, excuse me, and James Washington went to the same same college together and um, have really developed a bond. Uh, Mason Rudolph, by the way, is 6,000. I, I can almost guarantee that on um, FanDuel. Yeah, six, oh no, 6,600 on FanDuel because uh, I guess the, the injury happened before all that. Um, and on the San Francisco sky, side, excuse me, I'm rolling everybody out pretty much. Jimmy G at 7,200, he's starting to pick things up a little bit. Shanahan's offense is looking good. Pittsburgh has no defense. They don't. They did just sign Minka Fitzpatrick. I want to see how that does. And I think that Minka will help, but not a lot. Um, now, here's where we start to get into a lot of plays and a lot of people. So I'm going to read off a bunch of numbers and kind of go from from there. I don't really have uh, who's the better guy. I, I have my personal opinions. but So out of the running backs, Raheem Mostert, or Raheem Mustard is what we call them on Sunday, Matt Breida and Wilson all going for 6,059 and 5,300. Mostert saw 47% of snaps. Breida saw 29% of snaps. And Wilson saw 21% of snaps. Wilson got the two touchdowns last week. Mostert got a touchdown as well. Breida ran the most yards for 120. Pittsburgh let, I mean, um, they ran all over Cincinnati last week. And then to the receiving core, this is what kind of, is where I don't know. Debo Samuel at 5,500. Goodwin at 5,400. James Jr. at 4,600. And then Dante Pettis at 4,600. So from top to bottom, uh, Debo Samuel saw seven targets last week for a 40% snap share. Marquise Goodwin saw three three targets last week for a 51% snap share. James Jr. saw four targets last week for 46% snap share. And then Dante Pettis saw no targets. That is, I believe, the second week in a row. You have not he only had one target for 49% snap share. It looks like Debo Samuel is that front runner wide receiver. They like him a lot. He's a very fast, athletic guy. I could see him being a big guy. Like I said, I just I don't know who to pair Jimmy Garoppolo up with. If I had to pick, it's it's going to be um Jimmy G, Matt Breida, and then Debo Samuel. Obviously, we're gonna get into it. Um, but Matt Breida is the better running back out of them. Ran for 120 yards um, against Cincinnati, but that's no accomplishment. I think I can do it. Um, and obviously, Jimmy G's go-to guy, George Kittle at 6,600. His targets will go up from last week. That was a fluke. Three targets, I believe, he had last week for three receptions. That's not gonna. That's not gonna keep happening. Uh, he's the only guaranteed guy. Um, that Jimmy G is going to have this week. Like I said, you don't know who to pick. I just listed a bunch of guys and a bunch of snap counts and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I could see Kittle being a pair. He's at 6,600, which like I said, with Ertz, it's the, these guys deserve to be in that 7K range. Um, but yeah, I like San Francisco a lot this week at home, home favorites. Matt Breida is the primary running back. I don't see Jeff Wilson coming out there really. He did see 21% of snaps, which was not a lot in terms of the game, but a lot for the running backs. But like I said, I think that was just a point because Cincinnati is just so bad at covering the, the running back that I see Matt Breida 
and Raheem Mustard being the primary guys there. And I think Matt Breida pulls that that more towards it. So, yeah. Yeah, I uh, think Jimmy G's interesting this week, but it's hard to pair him up with somebody because you have the likes of, you know, you never know, Pettis might just come out of the, the That's what I'm saying, and, yeah. And just, you know, play 20, 30 snaps, and the next thing you know, it's like, it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, they were like Pettis was so hyped up yeah. coming into the year. Shanahan and then, even said it. And then now he's just getting like no snap counts. So I, I don't know where I'm going to go with this game, but I don't think, uh, you know, I, I like your James Washington call. You know, if you're going to go there, Narrative. it's cheap. Narrative. Um, Vance McDonald, I think he's injured, but if you play, or no, he's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. No injury report. Um, he's he he's gonna be an interesting option this week because uh, he was targeted a lot once Ben left and yeah, uh, that's gonna continue. I think that'll continue. Uh, Pittsburgh, like, like I said, I think San Fran's defense has been very good this year, so it's gonna be tough to target them. But I mean, I won't be stacking Pittsburgh this week because I don't think mm-hmm. San Fran's that. San Fran might is sneaky in that division the way that Seattle's been playing. Seattle has not been playing that well. They barely beat Pittsburgh last week. Like mm-hmm. San Fran's got some stuff to prove, and I think they got a little nice team out there, and they're at home. Yeah. This, is their, this is their first home game, correct? And yeah, they're, and they're one and one. And I don't know who they played week one, but they this played is... Tampa Bay, which is why I liked Jameis Winston. Wait, a lot. are they two and zero? Oh? Are they two and zero oh then, or no? They didn't win. They didn't win week one, did they? They did. Oh yeah, they're two and zero. Yeah, they're two and zero. They've blown teams out. They've blown both the Bengals. And, 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 and now they're they playing out. a Pittsburgh team that is lost. This team is lost. Yeah. Uh, they season three and zero. Yeah, they. This could be a very good game, and, and I think that, you know, oh, the thing about San Fran is just it's going to be interesting how to stack them with how many options there are, and there's just been yeah. no clear cut option yet. So yeah, and that's really about quick. It. So, like I said earlier, this is my defensive play of the week alongside Indianapolis. This was the first one I looked at. How much do you think San Francisco's defense is going for right now, Nick? I, I want to hear what you think they're going for. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like their price? Well, their on price. Their price. I don't on know. I, I don't know their prices. I don't know the prices on Fanduel. I haven't played on the site. Like the thirty-eight hundred. Well, they're thirty-seven hundred. And okay, there you go. And I, in my opinion, that's that's too low. Um, for the people who play on Fanduel, who listen, the better defenses rank up in the uh, higher four thousands. Thirty-seven is where you start to see value. Mason Rudolph. Yeah, he may have looked good. That was against Seattle, and Seattle, like we talked about, is not a good defense. San Francisco has proven themselves to be a good defense at home. I understand they're going to need to throw the ball, but like we talked about, Mason Rudolph is going to have to check the ball down a ton, and that leads to more pick sixes because a quarterback can come swinging through, intercept the ball, and take it to the house. And I don't see Mason Rudolph taking shots downfield. I could see a lot of sacks here. Um, San Francisco's front seven is, is fairly good. And um, the Steelers' offensive line is is good as well. But Mason Rudolph is going to be holding the ball a ton. 3,700 for this defense. I want all types of exposure to them. I really do. And like I said, with the Indianapolis defense, too, at 36, these are my if – if you don't want to – if you want to pivot from the high-end guys, this is where I'm going here. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's an interesting option on DraftKings, too. They're about mid-price. So it's it's a good value defense in case, uh, you know they could get shelled. We cannot you know rule that yeah. out because it's just you still have Juju, you still have James Conner, you know who yeah. 
could just break out, but it's like, you know, you got a backup quarterback who could, you know, backup quarterbacks could be hit or miss. So, yeah, yeah, I agree on that. Uh, I'll have some, some exposure to them just like I did last week. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything you want to uh, say before we get out of here? Um, nope. Uh, nope. But um, what I, what I have to say is book that Houston and uh, LA Chargers over and book the line. You will win massive amounts of money. That's all I have to say. All right. Sounds good. All right, Nick, it was um, a luck. pleasure. Yep. You as well. Um, good luck week three. And, uh, we'll get to sweat uh, this out. Yeah, let's win some money. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'll see you later, buddy. See ya.